Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oof, I'm full. I'll tell you what. I got more mashed potatoes and stuffing you can shake a stick at. Happy Monday to you. We're back after the uh, Thanksgiving break. Good to be here. Kath, how are you? I'm well. Favorite uh, Thanksgiving side dish you had, John? And was there anything different? Anything that you hadn't had before? Like something that was new for you? Mm, there was uh, some Brussels sprouts made an appearance, <gasps> and I just went right by them. They looked beautiful. What? what? Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah, not going there. I think there. you're prejudiced against the sprout. I am. I, yeah, make no make no bones about it. Listen, uh, we had three different kinds of stuffing at Thanksgiving. And Interesting. Mm, I what went was for that the like? uh, oh, it was excellent. I went for the in turkey stuffing. Oh, that, which that's was, the dangerous kind. Uh, yeah, so they food, say. Food Here I am. Wise, yeah. I've, I've still made it through. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, uh, turkey was fabulous. What what stuffing did you like? Uh, the in turkey. But I mean, what was it? Was it? It was moist. Okay. Super. Oh, that's a terrible word. But keep going. <laughs> it was. It was very. It wasn't dry. It was not dry. Thank okay. you. Yeah, I was going to say other things, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was delicious. Okay. Um, my, we also had uh, some spicy sausage stuffing. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Sausage in your stuffing? Yeah. Now, I've heard that that's good. It's delish is what okay. it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the third one I wasn't interested in. It was oh. just like sort of like, you know, they, they kind of undersold it. This is your regular stuffing. Right. Well, who's going to want that? Uh, well, after? Like, it, it kind of, regular stuffing. It went, you know, it did. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay, I had two things that were uh, you haven't asked me. I am. How's how are you eating? <laughs> uh, so I made corn pudding for the first time. Oh, hey. Yeah. Because of a listener's suggestion, Kathy was the listener. I, I mean, believe. that's a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in our listeners. Yep. Uh-huh. I don't, you know, could and be kind of shaky, but yeah. it wasn't. It was a strong performer. Here's the only problem with it. Um, I believe there were only two people at the Thanksgiving table who liked it. Okay. Out of how many? Well, and it was me and somebody else. And I, if I, I can't even tell you how much of it I have eaten over the last three days. Really? It's very good. The corn pudding. Mm-hmm. It is so delicious. It's a combination of corn and uh, cornbread mix mm-hmm. that you bake in a pan. And it, it wasn't wet. No, no. I'm sure it is not healthy for you based on the amount of butter that you put in it. You're supposed to put two cups of sour cream in it also. I went for the plain yogurt because I was trying to salvage some oh, sort boy. of healthful. Anyway, that was very good. The other thing is I tried candied yams for the first time, mm. and it was a spectacular hit. Yeah, really? Yep. Candied yams were a hit? Spectacular in the- hit, and I made the best gravy and mashed potatoes of my life. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The so I felt good about those. Excellent. And after all my experience... I undercooked the turkey. So what happened? Had to put it back in the oven, set set back the whole procedure. Oh. We ate late. I was hacked. I was very stressed, sweating. The whole thing was upsetting. How'd that happen? It's a rookie mistake. 
It's a rookie mistake. I I took the temperature multiple times. It said it was ready. I should have looked. I didn't. It was my mistake. Don't feel bad because I feel very badly. My though. wife made a turkey just for us because we had turkey at, at my sister's house. Yeah. Then we had a spring house turkey. Yeah. She undercooked it because it's one of those digital digital yep. thermometers. Yep. It was set at Celsius and not Fahrenheit. Oh. So Goodness. she was like, she put the, she was like, oh no, I, it's done I, already. I, I over it. It's 185 degrees. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be all dry. And then she started to cut it. And then she was like, oh, this is underdone. Did she have to put it back in? Of course no, she, she did. didn't. <laughs> no, she didn't. She was like, it'll be okay. Cause, cause when you heat it up in the microwave, it'll finish the cooking job. I'm still here. It's fine. All, All right, John. Fun. Yeah. Great news. Very good. Yeah. Anyway, we're let's happy not recommend to do that to the listening. No, public. no, no. And I'm not, and my wife, you know, you know, she's a fabulous cook. So right. she made it work. Okay. I'm fine. That's good. All is well. Thank you for being with us on this Monday edition. We've got a full lineup. We've been uh, talking in Cass' office before the show. Uh, we're jam-packed. I know. I don't mm-hmm. know how we're going to possibly squeeze in all these topics Very before good. 6 o'clock, but we'll do our best. Very nice. But God is good. All right. Uh, so let's look at the news of the day because uh, the globe continues to spin Thanksgiving holiday or not. So without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. For Monday, November 28th, 2022, number one, thousands are taking to the streets in China in the largest public protest the country has seen in decades, according to CBS News. Demonstrators have gathered in at least 10 cities, including Shanghai and Beijing, calling for the resignation of President Xi Jinping over draconian COVID-19 policies that have seen hundreds of millions of people fenced into their apartment buildings. The situation there is shocking. It's it's. It's historic what's happening and impossible to imagine what the end result of this might be. Nothing good. I, I, I can't believe it. Um, on Last night, CBS News spoke with one of the demonstrators in Shanghai. Uh, the woman who was not identified by CBS News said that residents are extremely angry over the rolling lockdowns that have disrupted life in China for years. Yep. She said she and her friends do not support the Chinese government's management of COVID, adding, quote, nobody around me supports this policy. As she spoke, police rushed the crowd of protesters and the woman was dragged away. Yeah, and they're holding up sheets of paper, right? They're blank, white sheets of paper signifying their despair at being totally obliterated. Right. An apartment fire in the western Xinjiang region last week, and this is apparently one of the things that really caused people to decide that protest was their only option. Um, Ten people were killed in a fire that prompted a crowd to gather around government offices. And what happened was um, the fire happened, but the people who were trapped inside actually were trapped because the door had been locked by the government from the outside. You're a prisoner in your own apartment. Yes. These are the government. And I wonder also how much has to do with watching the World Cup, where they see people all around the world who are gathering maskless who are enjoying themselves who are watching a sporting event and they think what's happening on the other side of the world and we're stuck here as always it's amazing number two law enforcement authorities in six different countries john have joined forces to take down a super cartel of drug traffickers controlling about one-third of the cocaine trade in europe 
Europol said 49 suspects have been arrested during the investigation. There have been raids all across Europe and in the United Arab Emirates. Um, over 30, pardon me, over 30 metric tons, which is also 30 metric tons is the same as 33 regular tons of drugs were seized during the investigations that ran all the way through Spain, France, Belgium, the Netherlands and the UAE. It's it's really a shocking amount. They said, hold on while I turn the page here, that more than 214 tons of cocaine were seized in the region in 2020, a 6% increase from the previous year. And they think it could reach close to 400 tons in 2022. Who's doing all this cocaine? Number three. The number of babies born in Japan this year, John, below last year's record low in what the top government spokesman describes as a critical situation. Um, 4.9% below last year's figures, Japan being the world's third biggest economy. Um, that's something that they can put to their credit. But living costs are so high, wage increases have been slow, and the conservative government has lagged on making society more inclusive for children, women, and minorities, according to ABC News. And number four, Hawaii's Mauna Loa, the world's largest active volcano, started erupting Sunday night for the first time in 40 years. Should the eruption spread outside the walls of Mauna Loa's summit caldera or crater, they say lava flows will move rapidly downslope. And that is your top four at four. Mauna Loa has only erupted 33 times since 1843. Mm. Last time lava spilled down its slopes was 1984. Mm. Been sleeping for a, a while. A lot has been going on since 1984. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Japan. How about that? I mean, an aging population, a continued booming economy, but no immigration to speak of. Nope. So who takes over those jobs? Right. What the heck? Right. And the the emphasis on work, 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 mm-hmm. work, doesn't translate into people wanting to have families and nurture children. No, of course not. Right. All right. Well, that's a heck of a lot. And uh, God bless all the people in China uh, that'll come to yes, some and all the head. people in Iran yep. looking at protests in both of those countries. I, I, I just think we're seeing amazing things. You truly are. Yeah. OK, we're going to take a quick break. Come back as we do every Monday. We go right to the White House. Of amazing things. Yep. Greg Clarkson will join us from SRN News. That's straight ahead. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, the ride home here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. There are three ways of dealing with the Bible, especially when you come to a passage that you don't quite agree with or understand. The first tactic is to pick and choose what you want to believe. The second is to remain ignorant of what the Bible has to say at all. The third is to dig into the Word and try to understand all of it, whether or not you like what it has to say. Well, if you fall into that last category or would like to, please join us this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. 
They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell. I'm an author, a registered nurse, and a mom and wife to some of the pickiest eaters on the planet. People say that eating healthy is bland and boring, but I'm here to show you a better way with wholesome, simple recipes. Watch Dashing Dish on Cornerstone Television, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eat better, feel great with Dashing Dish. Find us on Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Comcast Xfinity Channel 805. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help your member Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance, we personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive. And getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com We start off every Monday by going live to the White House where Greg Cluxton joins us. Greg is with SRN News. Salem Radio Network is our parent company. And Greg, uh, happy post-Thanksgiving celebration to you. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. And Good. happy post-Thanksgiving, whatever it was, yeah. celebration. Sure. You guys too. You know, sure. Enjoy yeah. your turkey. Yeah. Just it's the holiday season all the way through now. Isn't it, it is now. Yes. It is. We'll talk about that more a little later. But for now, um, let's turn our attention to Washington, Greg. So the Congress is back. It's a lame duck session. I mean, is anything going to happen? We're just like paying them for sitting in chairs. <laughs> well, we were paying them for not being sitting in chairs for several <laughs> weeks. That's a good um, point. I mean, and of course, that always happens, especially in, in election years, because uh, they they got whatever work they could get done. And then they they got home to do a lot of campaigning. So they have not been in Washington very much over the say over the past four to five weeks. So they are back now. And it's sort of the we, we go through this every year uh, and we talk about it here uh, every year about this kind of end of the year sprint. All of the uh, items that ha haven't gotten done in, in sort of regular order up until this point and front and center, and it always happens, is this budget. You know, the budget, the fiscal budget is due at the end of September every year, uh, and it usually or rarely gets finished by the end of September. So they they do this temporary stopgap thing and they kick the can down a couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months. Well, they did it a couple of months. And the deadline is coming up on the 16th of December. So we're not that far away from that date. And, of course, the, you know, the dreaded words, potential government shutdown. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a huge appetite for a government shutdown. Not that there ever really is. There may be a handful of members that might want to do so to make a point. But overall, lawmakers typically uh, want to avoid doing that. But that does hang over these these upcoming deadlines in terms of getting the budget done. And there are a few other things as well. So obviously 
Democrats are wanting to get as much done as they can, especially in the House, before they lose control in January to Republicans. But it's that closely divided Senate, and it's hard to get anything passed from either party. So there could be some more, you know, there could be some more consternation, Kathy, coming up in the next couple of weeks. And, Greg, when this comes up, you always kind of wonder, well, these guys, these lawmakers are so poor at, you know, the national budget. What are their own particular personal budgets like? I mean, (laughs) Can we just go print some more money to you know, make sure I pay off my yeah, mortgage? Exactly. Yeah, it, it does make you wonder exactly how they operate, you know, even just within their own staff budgets yeah. and then also just their personal budgets. And it, it does seem as if there's a disconnect between how I would say, you know, everyday normal Americans, you know, balance their checkbooks and uh, and watch the their their budgets the best they can knowing that you know typically you can't spend a lot more than what you take in otherwise no. you get into real trouble and you have to pay those bills on time you can't necessarily delay those payments as with the budget process and the defense department for example uh they're one of the many agencies that you know they like to have a game plan for more than just a month or two at a time in terms of planning and budgeting and they would like to see full year budgeting and fiscal um, planning from from Congress. So they're they're getting an earful as they come back into town after the after the Thanksgiving holiday. It happens again and again and again, as you said, Greg. Yeah. Yeah, Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Hey, Greg, um, the protests in China are amazing to see and to read about uh, involving thousands of people across many cities in China um, regarding the draconian uh, COVID-19 lockdown policies. Uh, Am I going too far as to say these are historic? No, they're certainly unprecedented, at least for a number of decades. You know, we all remember, uh, if if we're of a certain age, Tiananmen Square in 1989. Mm -hmm. But you have to go really back to 1989 to have the kind of images and the kind of defiance against the communist government in China that we have just been seeing over the last few days, especially this weekend when you had in multiple cities across China, people pouring out into the streets and simultaneously protesting this, you know, the strict COVID restrictions and the and the lockdowns and and staying at home, and also calling for the president of China, Xi Jinping, to step down from office. Um, and so, in that in that sense, it's it's really pretty stunning and remarkable uh, that you know people are fed up and they're obviously very angry and they're starting to uh, show that defiance out on the on the public streets, which which typically we don't see. In China, on such a wide scale, some you know we often will hear about certain reports and certain uh, you know outbursts here and there, but this is much more wide scale, and so I think for that reason, it is pretty unprecedented, at least for a number of years. It is. I mean, I saw a photograph today that I thought you know was an instant sort of iconic photograph of a, a Chinese citizen, his head being pushed down on the ground, and someone was covering his mouth which I think sort of sums up if you live in China right now and you want to have freedom like we do here in America, we take it for granted. It's just one of those things. But, you know, Greg, I mean, the sweep of history and the brutality of the communist regime, no matter who's in power, it doesn't give you a lot of hope that there'll be any sort of recompense or freedom for the Chinese people. It'll just be pushed away and business as usual. Yeah, the the government has shown a you know a pretty tight fist there over over a long period of time, and that is the expectation. But you do wonder uh, at what point is there a breaking point, and what is the trigger for that, 
And uh, if 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 these kinds of protests continue at the scale that they do, you, you just wonder if if something could be in the offing. But it's probably too soon to say on that. Right. It's interesting because the White House uh, is is being a little cautious. They they claim they're not being as cautious as as some uh, some analysts have suggested in terms of a response. Uh, the response from from the White House earlier today is that uh, the White House believes that everybody has the right to peacefully protest not only here in the U.S., but around the world, and that includes uh, the People's Republic of China. There was not any sort of stronger condemnation of the overall treatment and these particular COVID uh, policies, uh, even though the U.S. is not embracing those kinds of approaches right now in in terms of COVID. But it'll be interesting to see how uh, the posture of the United States is moving forward as these demonstrations might continue, because the president, of course, just met with Xi Jinping just a couple of weeks ago overseas, and they're trying to repair some some fractured relations there. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. We're at the White House. We're talking with SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston. So, Greg, uh, President Trump, of course, uh, famously threw his hat, the biggest hat, the first hat, into the ring for the presidential run of 2024. But since that time, it feels as though there has been one layer of bad news after another for the former president. His legal troubles seem to be mounting, don't they? Yeah, we've we've categorized and 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 marked a lot of these uh you know these legal issues along the way both while he was still in office and uh, since he's been out of office almost 2 years now and just in the last you know week or so or 10 days since uh, he he announced uh he he got news that was not very uh pleasing to him and and his inner circle there first of all you had the attorney general of the United States appointing a special counsel to oversee the justice department's investigation into the whole Mar-a-Lago classified documents situation, as well as looking into key aspects of uh, efforts uh, involving the January 6th riot in 2021 and any efforts to uh, sort of undo the 2020 election. So that special counsel is taking over that uh, that part of the investigation. And that was sort of key because, you know, the the attorney general, uh, it, it was wanting to avoid sort of any politicization of that. Of course, there are any number of Republican and other Trump supporter uh, uh, allies that have uh, denounced this appointment. The other thing, too, that happened last week is that the Supreme Court cleared the way for the handover of Trump's tax returns to a congressional committee. That's been an ongoing three-year legal battle. And the, the former president went to the Supreme Court looking for some assistance there. And they said, no, uh, the Congress has the right to look at these in this particular situation. Mm-hmm. Allegheny County, uh, Greg, is the county that surrounds the uh, city of Pittsburgh. And uh, just within the last 24 hours, certified election results. And um, there was a protest. Mm-hmm people who you know were disputing the results a small group of people showed up and uh, disputed the results sheriff deputies had to be called into the room as the certification was underway no one was arrested but you know here it is uh, locally i read the same things happening in colorado that doubt now is in people's minds so whether it's here locally in pittsburgh or across the country we're going to see this right uh, the election results are being sort of you know uh, looked at with a a bit of a unwary a wary eye yeah, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned what's happening there in Pennsylvania. And just today, Republican officials out in a rural county in Arizona were faced with the deadline of certifying the 22 uh, election. And uh, it looks as if Republican officials are not going to move forward with certification in most of those statewide races, at least in, in the Arizona uh, case. You had Democrats leading in in the in the vote count. So we'll have to see 
how that all uh, turns out as well. But you're right. This speaks to the larger the, to the larger issue of uh, people losing faith uh, in the system and balloting and elections. And there was a there was a big concern heading into 2022 after what we saw post 2020 and, and the January 6th ride and all the rest. By and large, across the country, in most jurisdictions, uh, the election results were certified with with no real problem. Obviously, there are a handful of spots, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and maybe some other spots as well. But uh, it wasn't as bad as some had feared, although people wonder if the 2024 presidential election, this kind of uh, uncertainty will will raise its head mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I don't know. It's one. It, it, to me, it's a, one of the most significant legacies of the, of the Trump years in America is this type of distrust. I, I listen to a, a daily podcast that's done in the UK to prominent uh, former uh, people who were involved in governance um, in the UK and also a member of parliament. Anyway, they talk about how even that has the the Trump uh, dispute of election results has changed how people in the UK are looking at really? election results. Hmm. And so it's not limited just the ripple to, effect around right, the world it's perhaps. not limited to just yeah, the shores of right. america mm-hmm, very good i know christian christian pollster george barna has uh, done a lot of research uh and surveying of, of the american public on on the issue of you know how they feel about elections and the institutions of government and the trust factor and he paints a, a pretty um pretty dark and negative picture of what could happen come 2024 of course, it's just one person's view based with with some data in terms of surveys. But he's one of many who have been starting to raise an alarm about uh, what could happen in terms of kind of tearing the fabric apart here across the country. Yeah. Doubt. OK, last question for you, Greg, as you exit. Uh, we've just had Thanksgiving. I asked John to tell us his favorite side dishes. I'm going to ask you yours. Um, Anything surprising yeah. at your table? Shocking. Something that was uh, perhaps yeah. underdone or overdone. Rice <laughs> Oh, Turkey was great. It was uh it cut right off the bone, which was real nice and tender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this last week, but we uh, we actually added mac and cheese officially oh, yes. to our our, How our menu was that? this year. It was great. It was great. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any. Mac no and complaints. Cheese. Now, did that mean that you had to subtract something else traditional? Well, you know, we did. It wasn't intentional that we did, but um, and some people will think this is probably a crime of some kind. But we did not have sweet potatoes. This year. <gasps> mm-hmm. I know. What? Well, we had know, mashed potatoes. We had mac and cheese and mashed potatoes, but we did not have sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. That's, but I, hey, we we had we still had the pumpkin pie. So I think nice. I mean I want I'm, you to okay. be happy, but that's a lot to abide. Carb on carb on carb. Nice. I think is what you need. <laughs> that's right. nice, yeah. Good to talk to you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Be well. You too. Live from the White House, Greg Clarkston makes his exit. We're going to talk uh, in just a few minutes about something we just brought up about Allegheny County Election Board certifies the 2020 election, but deputies were called in to calm a raucous crowd. That's next on the ride home. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments, and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called, and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that can solve my 
my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1 800 936 5496. Can you repeat that? 1 800 936 5496. That's 1 800 936 5496. MyPillow's excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. Hey, it's John Hall. Last Christmas, you made My Slippers the number one selling MyPillow product, and now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve the stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code WORD. That's only $49.98 a pair. You'll absolutely love my slippers, and now they're also extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954 now. Again, use promo code WORD to save $90 on the original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Want to save 50% on new blinds? Blindster offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped to you at prices less than big box retailers. And right now, save 50% off any order during Blindster's Cyber Monday sale. Hurry, sale ends December 1st. Blindster.com. In those days, ten men from all the nations will take hold of the garment of a Jew and say, We want to go with you, for we know that God is with you. Join Messianic Jewish evangelist Rabbi Kurt Schneider as he shares authentic teaching from the Old and New Testaments, unfolding revelation today for your brighter tomorrow on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Monday through Friday at 1.30 p.m. here on 101.5 Word FM. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see areas of low clouds tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 36. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. Expect a high tomorrow of 54. Wednesday will be windy with periods of rain and a thunderstorm. Expect travel delays and isolated power outages. And be sure to secure loose objects. We'll reach a high of 55, but temperatures will fall into the lower 40s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Secure loose objects. A mighty wind is coming. Concerned about it. Well, there's a mighty wind uh, downtown at the Elections Bureau. Uh, Mike Weirschagen, who's a reporter for the PG, he says uh, in the online version of the PG that sheriff's deputies were called to a meeting of the Allegheny County Board of Elections Monday morning after a crowd of about 30 people began loudly jeering as the board prepared to certify the November 8th midterm election results. In the end, the three-member board unanimously certified results in all but 12 of the 1,332 precincts. A group of voters petitioned County Common Police Court for recounts in those 12 precincts, though county lawyers told the board the petitioners are defective because the voters failed to pay a $50 required fee for the recount requests. Mm. So you can complain, but don't put the money up. Exactly. 50 bucks, right? I mean, it's 
seems a low bar to include the, the democracy goes forward unfettered. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? The handful of votes in the 12 precincts aren't enough to switch the results of any elections. County Executive and Board Chairman Rich Fitzgerald's at the meeting at the county courthouse downtown. He said several in the crowd had asked the board during the public comment period not to certify the results. One woman claimed to have photos of a precinct's, precinct's printed election night results oh, okay. that showed hundreds more votes cast for Republican candidates than are shown in totals posted on the county website. When this reporter, Mike Wiershagen, asked her after the meeting to see the photos, she refused and declined to answer questions. Okay, well, that's not evidence then. <laughs> I got the evidence. But I'm not showing you. Right. Uh, the uh, negatives are somewhere in a pumpkin patch. Right? Oh, my God. I don't know. So okay. we're going to so see if this. if you've got actual evidence, show it. happy to see it, happy to hear about it. Mm-hmm. If you don't, activities like this just degrade people's confidence. Yes, and we and, talked about this with Greg Cluxton. It's, it's a cancer that will spread across this entire country. And the world. All of a sudden, everyone's suspect. We don't trust anybody. Weren't you surprised when I said the thing about listening to the UK podcast? Yes. And how much that has affected people there? No, well, Look surprise, at, but no surprise, US right? U.S. has an outside, inf- outsized influence sure on people all over the world. I can't imagine. It's shocking to me. Every time I travel outside the U.S., how much they know about our politics. And we know nothing about we theirs. We know nothing. No, we could care less. Which is why I started to listen to this U.K. podcast, because I thought, I should know something about somebody mm-hmm. else's government other than ours. Right, right. But I mean, it's truly shocking when you're on the other side of the globe and people are talking to you about what's going on in American politics. Right. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is probably most of us know less than what's going on than people outside the country. Which is absolutely. It's crazy. Anyway, we need to take a break. But when we come back, have you ever considered writing a spiritual autobiography? You mean like St. Augustine? Yeah. Confessions. You could call yours whatever you wanted. We're going to talk to Dr. Marilyn McIntyre about how you might go about it. It's next on The Right Home. 101.5 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. 
Hi, I'm Katie Farrell. I'm an author, a registered nurse, and a mom and wife to some of the pickiest eaters on the planet. People say that eating healthy is bland and boring, but I'm here to show you a better way with wholesome, simple recipes. Watch Dashing Dish on Cornerstone Television, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eat better, feel great with Dashing Dish. Find us on Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Comcast Xfinity Channel 805. Make time during the busy holiday season to prepare your heart for Christmas. Request the Advent devotional titled The Dawn of Redeeming Grace from Truth for Life with Alistair Begg. In 24 brief daily readings, author and theologian Sinclair Ferguson unpacks the birth narratives in Matthew's Gospel to shed new light on this familiar story. Donate and ask for your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. Friday, December 2nd, Memorial Park Church presents a free Christmas benefit concert with Nicole Nordman, along with special guest Jason Gray. Your goodwill offering will help support the work of Edunations, a nonprofit committed to educating students in Sierra Leone. Nicole Nordman with Jason Gray, 7 p.m. December 2nd. Get free tickets now at edunations.org slash concert. Remember years ago, being at an event and talking to multiple people with this question, what is the story of your faith walk? What's that like, the story? And some people would say, well, I don't have much of a story to say. I've always been a believer. And then they would tell you this amazing story about their life in Christ. That they didn't think was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Now, that could be in some ways a spiritual autobiography. Of course, if you're a reader, you may have read um, Augustine's Confessions. uh, A very famous spiritual autobiography. or um, Born Again by Chuck Colson. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, Surprised, Surprised by Joy. By joy mm-hmm. right? um, I guess more, a more recent one, uh, the book Eat, Pray, Love. Never read that. That could be cons- considered a spiritual bi- autobiography. So what is a spiritual autobiography, and how would you write your own? Well, we're happy to welcome back to the show a Marilyn McIntyre. She's a, a writer, a speaker, an award-winning author of multiple books, Where the Eye Alights, Speaking Peace in a Climate of Conflict, Caring for Words in a Culture of Lies, and many more. And Marilyn, welcome back. Thank you. What a pleasure to be back. Yeah. Marilyn, um, is spiritual autobiography something you enjoy reading? Yes, I do. And I actually have enjoyed teaching courses on it in that. Uh, the Graduate Theological Union and other places, because people who reach a certain stage in life, if they are if they are reflective of their own spiritual lives, kind of want to craft it into a narrative, even if only to share with family or to keep as a journal. Hmm. Reflective of your own spiritual life. Um, yeah. so what does that do for someone who would who would consider it? be in that journey for an amount of time and then put it to paper? Does it strengthen the spiritual life or is it more just let me tell you the story of my faith in some ways it would encourage yours? Well, I think that when you get to enough of adulthood, and some people do this very early, to look back and begin to see patterns, you can trace the moments of grace in your life. Mm. When have Uh, Things just dropped into my path that I didn't ask or invite or earn, and they were given. 
or what have been the learning moments where my eyes were opened, you know, and I think moving outward from the classic, once I was blind, now I see, some people have that story, like they get knocked off their horse at Damascus, but most of us don't. A lot of us who were raised in Christian homes and then kind of wandered around as adolescents and weren't sure about our relationship to Jesus and, and need new language to put it in, I think to look back and find those uh, little turning points or hairpin turns or marks in the road to say, something shifted there, what was that? Mm. Is to take some measure of what it means to keep moving into spiritual maturity. Mm. And so a spiritual autobiography can be a way of taking stock. It can be a way of giving thanks. It can be a way of clarifying some of your own deep confusions. It can be a way of sharing something with the people you love that um, has been a central factor in your interior life. Marilyn, talk about uh, what work you have done personally in this area um, and how, you know, if that, does that help you? Does that hinder you as you're talking to other people about their own process? Well, a lot of, I haven't sat down and written an autobiography like this is my story. And by the way, one of the things I tell people at the very outset of these little workshops is chronology is overrated. Not everything happens from past to present to future. Sometimes the past changes because now you see something that enables you to reinterpret your own path. Um, but what has helped me is to write quite a lot of what I think of as just personal essays where I work with a moment in my life that I think of as a learning moment and think, you know, what happened there? And open that up. Think, how is God at work? And um, what, what was the surprise factor? And what did it teach me that I hadn't realized before? Mm. So uh, revisiting those moments, even if it's a moment of um, disappointment or confusion, they don't all have to be happy moments. But what shifted is a really helpful question. So I have felt that without getting stuck in the past and really accepting the wisdom of living in the present, it is valuable to look look back and say, let me, let me see how the Spirit has been at work in my life. It's amazing what you begin to see. So many, you never realize what you're being prepared for. But when you look back at things that you didn't think you didn't know were preparation, you see how God has prepared you for the next thing. Mm. And let, that deepens your trust. Let me see how the Spirit has been working in my life. I mean, I, I love that question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, When my family gets together, Marilyn, um, we often talk about our parents who are, have been gone for a long time, certainly mm-hmm. our grandparents. And we wonder, you know, uh, wish, I wish we had somehow their spiritual autobiography because things happened mm-hmm. cataclysmically in our family life that could be mm-hmm. traced back to their faith or lack of faith. Mm-hmm. What about that? The idea of, I believe this is a legacy for those of future generations. Well, that's certainly a motive. And I've worked at senior communities, for instance, with in autobiography workshops where I'd say two thirds of the people who come to them are saying, I don't care about publication. I want to do this for my children and grandchildren. 
And I think that leaving a spiritual legacy is not just to commemorate the grandma we love, for instance, but it is to say, this is not going to be your path, but knowing something about how God has worked in my life might help you to see how how God, how the Spirit does work in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so if I tell my story in those terms, it will help you get language to tell that the your own story to yourself and others in those terms as well. Marilyn so McIntyre. It isn't just stuff that happened to me, it was stuff that was given. Yes. So it's not just a play by play. Right. 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 So Dr. Marilyn McIntyre is with us. She is the uh, author of multiple books, including Where the Eye Alights, Speaking Peace in a Climate of Conflict, and one of my favorites ever, Caring for Words in a Culture of Lies. Um, Marilyn, for me, writing takes a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's just a really arduous, arduous process. <laughs> and yeah. I spent a lot of my life writing because that's what I studied in school. And that's just something, you know, that, but it's just, it's never gotten easy for me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I wonder if you can speak to, the, you know, you've been a professor, you've worked full time. Now you are investing a lot more of your personal time in writing. How, is it is writing easy for you? I mean, what's that process like? And, you know, speak to those of us who might like to do something like that, but feel like, oh, that would, that would just be too much. Yeah. Um, I think that, I wouldn't say that it's easy. I would say that it's fun. And those are two different mm-hmm. things. But I think the enjoyment of it is that it's having learned to play with it, to play with language, play with words. You know, what happens if I flip this sentence around? What if I started here? What if I made that the subject of the sentence? What if I backed up and told this from a different vantage point? You know, so that what if, what if, what if makes it a playful business. The other thing is to experiment with short forms. And an, and an exercise I give my students and workshop participants many times is let's do a three-sentence version. You know, take an incident in your life that was, a memory that kind of sticks and do three sentences about it. Or, you know, thinking of a moment in your life, start a sentence with although. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just these tiny exercises that sort of open a door. Yeah, if I start the sentence with although, I'm already in a place of um, thinking about one thing in relation to another. So it's surprising how much of it can be easy and fun and playful and receptive rather than trying to sit down and outline and follow an outline. I don't really believe in outlining. I think you should write a paragraph and then see what it wants you to do. Mm-hmm. I, I like this. I mean, it, to to delve into the idea of a spiritual autobiography, uh, you know, to start to write a paragraph, it's kind of like a, a miner sifting for gold in some way. You never know what you're going yeah. to uncover. Well, the other thing is, since it doesn't have to be chronological, you could have, for instance, a whole little, say, chapter on uh, lines from hymns that have really stayed with me, Mm. or um, metaphors that changed my mind. Like, what if instead of speaking about this as a journey, I think of it as, you know, a long underwater exploration or something, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or, or, um, what was a word that's really made a difference to me? What has someone given me 
I had a friend who used to say, you can afford to do that. You can afford to let that go. You can afford to open your heart to him. You can afford mm. to listen to her. And that word really, mm. it served me as a reminder that I have access to enough resources that I don't need to be anxious or jealous or uh, cautious. I oh, I love that. open my heart. I love that. You can afford to do that. So, yeah, so thinking about who has said things to you, even giving you a particular word that has been a an instrument of grace for you. And so I think thinking in terms of moments rather than a long narrative is frees you up. Very good. Marilla, we just have a few seconds left, and I'm sorry for that. We always enjoy our time. Um, when you teach this class, the spiritual autobiography class, is it in person mm-hmm. or is it online? I've done it both ways. Of course, during the pandemic, it was all online. And now I teach more of them online because it enables me to open it up to people all over the country, Um, not just people who happen to be in Northern California. So that's fine. Yeah. So now I do both. Marilyn, uh, send us an email and let us know how maybe our listeners might take advantage of that. Okay, I will. And on our website, MarilynMcIntyre.com, they can go there too. That's right. Marilyn McIntyre, that's M-C-E-N-T-Y-R-E. Marilyn McIntyre, check out her book, Caring for Words in a Culture of Lies, and also Where the Eye Alights, and I don't know, 15 other books. Thanks, Marilyn. Always interesting. Such a pleasure. Thanks. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800- 555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell. I'm an author, a registered nurse, and a mom and wife to some of the pickiest eaters on the planet. People say that eating healthy is bland and boring, but I'm here to show you a better way with wholesome, simple recipes. Watch Dashing Dish on Cornerstone Television, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eat better, feel great with Dashing Dish. Find us on Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Comcast Xfinity Channel 805. How was your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. 
You Could Sail the Mediterranean with Bible teacher Alistair Begg, August of 2023, stopping at several locations the Apostle Paul visited on his missionary journeys. Together we'll have the opportunity to visit ancient churches, museums, fortresses, and stroll some of the most beautiful avenues in the world. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com or call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519. Do you have a passion for helping others? Turn it into a rewarding career at LifeSteps. LifeSteps is hiring caring people to make a difference in the lives of individuals with disabilities. Full-time and part-time positions available with opportunities close to home. No degree or experience necessary. LifeSteps offers flexible schedules, paid training, and generous benefits. Make a difference today. Call 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. There's a a really lovely movie, 1944, starring Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer. Uh, The two marry. You ever see this movie? The two marry after a whirlwind romance, and uh, the husband turns out to be a uh, a champion gaslighter. Oh. Among other instances, he insists that her complaints Mm. over the constant dimming of their London townhouse gaslights is a figment of her, of her troubled imagination. mind. Mm-hmm. He pushes her deeper and deeper into uncertainty, and she becomes mentally unstable. Gaslight, according to Merriam-Webster, is the 2022 word of the year. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never seen that film. That's oh, a great movie. Yeah. And it's interesting because with the death of Angela Lansbury earlier this year, the film came back into prominence because she plays Charles Boyer's maid. Mm. And she kind of stumbles around trying to make sense of things as well. So gaslighting, how how do you understand what gaslighting is? Is that I say, we have a fight, John, me and mm. you. And I say... Uh, Every time we go to prepare the show, mm. every uh, suggestion I make, you shoot down. <laughs> and you say that's absolutely ridiculous. That I've never I, done that. I support you 100%. That is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know why you would even feel that way. You know that I'm in your corner. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you go, well, what about this? And I go, yeah, that's okay, but I'd rather do this. Right. We're not talking about that. So gaslighting from a cultural perspective Right. Yeah. Is somebody who's perhaps of a minority group saying, you know, I have always felt minimized by you and the person from the majority group saying, I don't know. Why would you feel that way? I've never minimized you. Right. Or election results are a little shaky. And I'm certain of this. And people go, no, no, no. That's Mm -hmm. your little you're off kilter here. Right. So calling into question something that you as the believer, you have full certainty of. Right. And then over time you start thinking, maybe I am crazy. Right. Maybe I'm imagining this, mm-hmm. which is what she was thinking in the film, I guess. She was. She, I mean, it was desperate. Does she descend into madness? Oh, she did. Does she? She trusted no one or nothing around her. She fell into a pit. Okay, so isn't that funny? That a, What year did that come out? Originally, it was a, a, a play in 1938, and then was made into a movie in 1940. 
So how did it come into why is it the word of the year in 2022? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there that it's a thing that's happening, but it's a thing that's always happened. Here's the deal. Merriam-Webster makes no claim on the word itself. They're only interested in its online usage. And so this term, that word gaslight appeared off the charts. Right. So 100 so million how, plus. So isn't it funny how it was resurrected? You're gaslighting me. Right. What, what's what? Uh, you read that online. Every, I mean, I read it online right. every single day. I had to day. look it up. I can go, I'm not quite sure what this oh, is. Oh, I had to, too. Yeah. Well, Multiple what's, times. What's gaslighting. Just, and probably that's why it became so popular. Someone said it, and then it became, what? What do you? And so I'll look it up in the dictionary. And then it becomes word of the year? Mm-hmm. Yes, All these years after the movie came out, yep. it's just weird yep. how language works like that. Yep. There's also other words of the years as well that weren't as high. Uh, Omicron. Oh, of course. Queen consort. Oh, right. Nobody. I'd never heard that term before. Mm-hmm. Neither did I. Right. Raid. 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 Like Mar-a-Lago has been raided. The raid on Mar-a-Lago. Well, what? Nobody heard the term raid. Well, it's before? Beca- no, it's beca- made sort of an, an entry. More people were oh, using. Oh, we're the talking word. the word. Okay. Sentient. Oh, sentient. Mm-hmm. Uh, LGBTQIA. Okay. Lomi. L-O-A-M-E-Y. Lomi. L-O-A-M-Y. Uh, this is a Wordle. Wordle uh, users tried this back in August. The right word for the day was clown, but it turned, they, they were using Lomi as the, the word, but it was actually clown. I'm not quite sure. Lomi? I don't think it has anything to do with clown. What is the definition of Lomi? Do you know? Well, I think I do, but now I feel like I should look it up. Merriam-Webster. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey Patriot With SRN News I'm John Scott Consumers are looking for more discounts on Cyber Monday Correspondent Shelley Adler with that report Cyber Monday is expected to remain the year's biggest online shopping day with up to $11.6 billion in sales. That's according to Adobe Analytics, which tracks transactions at over 85 of the top 100 online stores in the U.S. That forecast represents a jump of about a billion dollars consumers spent last year. Adobe's numbers are not adjusted for inflation, and some analysts have said top-line numbers will be boosted by higher prices. I'm Shelley Adler. Mauna Loa, the world's largest active volcano, has spewed some ash and lava, and officials are warning residents of Hawaii's Big Island to prepare for a possible larger eruption. This is SRN News. My pillow's excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. Hey, it's John Hall. Last Christmas, you made My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve the stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code WORD. That's only $49.98 a pair. 
You'll absolutely love my slippers. And now they're also extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954 now. Again, use promo code WORD to save $90 on the original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. The holidays are upon us. Folks are heading downtown to shop and see the sights. But the most stunning place just might be First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh with our sanctuary all decked out for Christmas. Best of all, we celebrate what Christmas really means. So come, bring your family and friends for Sunday worship, 1045 326th Avenue. Then stay downtown to eat and shop. The true light of Christmas shines at First Presbyterian Church. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen the images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Just $30 a month can help save children for less than a dollar a day, whether it's providing emergency nutrition or protecting children fleeing from the war in Ukraine, or a child in need in any of the other 120 countries around the world where Save the Children works. Your $30 a month can change everything for a child who's suffering. Call 888-884-4836. That's 888 888- 884-4836 or give online at savechildrentoday.org We'll see areas of low clouds tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 36. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. Expect a high tomorrow of 54. Wednesday will be windy with periods of rain and a thunderstorm. Expect travel delays and isolated power outages. And be sure to secure loose objects. We'll reach a high of 55, but temperatures will fall into the lower 40s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You know, it's been uh, over four years uh, since the Tree of Life shooter went into the uh, synagogue and murdered numerous people. The trial has yet to begin, and perhaps another year or so of delays uh, are anticipated, which is why when I read this headline... Buffalo grocery store mass shooter pleads guilty to terrorism and murder charges in racist attack. You think, okay, Mm -hmm. this happened in May and here it is November. Six months have passed and the shooter has taken responsibility for his mass murder of of 10 people in Buffalo in May, as I said. Uh, Thank goodness. Swift justice. 
I know this this tree of life thing. It is an agony, isn't it? It's ridiculous. It's an agony. It's ridiculous. And I mean, of course, you know the people of that community and the families did not want there to be a trial. Right. They didn't want to do this. We're going to get dragged through this, right? But of course, the it's in the and I I do understand this. It, it's in the interest of the government of the United States to prosecute it as a capital crime, of course, um, because they want to discourage this type of activity. We all want to discourage this type of activity, so I understand that. So there's competing interests there between the families and the government. But the fact that this has gone on so long, four plus it's years, just, go, it's without even it the, really is outrageous. No trial deaths, dates even been. Un- Unbelievable. So uh, this murder that happened, this mass murder that happened in Buffalo, a 19-year-old man pleaded guilty to one count of domestic act of terrorism motivated by hate, 10 counts of first-degree murder, three counts of attempted murder, and a weapons possession charge, uh, the tops friendly market on May 14th, a mandatory life sentence in prison without the chance of parole. At the age of 19. That's it. What would possess someone to do that and effectively not only end 10 innocent lives, but then your life as well. Uh, what is the point? Your hatred, uh, This you've made a statement here. And so you're going to spend the rest of your life. as a. Imagine what you've done since you were 19. All the joys, all the pleasures, all the incredible, wonderful things that have happened in your life since you were 19 years old. And you forfeit that all to spend your life behind bars to make some, what, hate-filled, murderous statement. I don't get it. It's shocking to, I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, I guess that's what it is when oftentimes we're confronted by a particular kind of evil. Ideology. Whether it's an ideology, whether it's a person, whether it's something we've discovered from history, something we see going on now, and you think that doesn't make any sense to me. It surely does. That does not make any sense to me. We were just talking over the weekend. My one of my. Our, our daughters was writing a not yours and mine. You. <laughs> my husband and my daughters was writing a long paper on uh, Stalingrad on the World War II oh, battle. She told me about this. Yeah, did she? Yeah, <laughs> yes, she did. and we, we we've been talking a lot about mm, it. But in. but you know when you think about the number of P of Russians that were killed by Germans, that's a shocking figure. But when you think of the number of Russians killed by Stalin's government, mm. it dwarfs it. I mean, the thought that a government would have so little regard, so precious little regard for their own people Mm -hmm. is staggeringly evil. And it's 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 something that I look at. And similar to what you just said, I think I can't even imagine that. Why? I cannot even imagine. that. All right. With all that in mind, our next guest will talk about this, how to inhabit time. Understanding the past, facing the future, and living faithfully now. That's straight ahead. It's the ride home. 101.5 WORD. The Word of God. It's bold, it's direct, it cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi, friend, this is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. I'm not a fan of Mondays, but the Cyber Monday deals at Kohl's might change that. 
Not only did I earn major Kohl's cash, I also found amazing deals like ride-on toys for 30% off, cookware sets for less than $80, and a Shark Hydro Vac for under $230. Plus, I saved 20% off and got $10 off every $50 I spent as a Kohl's Rewards member. So get to Kohl's now and thank me later. Select styles, 20% off, and Shark Offer ends November 28th. Select offers on November 30th. Toys offer online only. Coupons do not apply. See storecalls.com for details. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. You've already heard a lot about the exceptional retirement lifestyles available at St. Barnabas. Here's what you might not know. St. Barnabas is a Christian organization that dates back to 1900. That's when Episcopal monks started the tradition of taking care of those who had no ability to do it themselves. Sure, the campus may have changed a bit over the years, but the mindset is still the same. Think about it. Luxury retirement with like-minded people. Now that's an easy decision. Call St. Barnabas, 724-443-0700. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell and Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell and Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell and Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Pittsburgh area attorneys, a partner men can count on. Offices in Pittsburgh, Beaver, and Cranberry Township. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Online at CordellCordell.com. We are, of course, mortal beings. And uh, if you read your Bible, you know that God has ordained us for a short amount of time. There is a beginning to our time and an end to our time. And our lives in the sweep of that time, the majesty, the mystery, the joys, the heartache, our time is now. And it's different from 2001 or 1968 or 1945 or 1619. This is the time that God has called us to. Well, Jamie Smith is with us. He's been a guest on our show over the years. He's got a brand new work called How to Inhabit Time, Understanding the Past, Facing the Future, and Living Faithfully Now. Jamie, welcome back. How are you? Great. How are you guys? Good to chat with you. Yeah, you as well. Thank you for being with us. Long time to see, Jamie. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I'm super excited about this book. I'll tell you right off the bat here. I'm going to show it to our uh, watchers at home um, that we just got it. And so I haven't read it yet. Um, and I hate when people pretend that they've read a book and haven't. It's one of my uh, <laughs> pet peeves, so I'm not going to do that. However, I have read a bit of it, and I'm super geeked about it. It seems really interesting. Um, and I guess I want to start where you start at the very beginning of the book, which is um, you walk into a therapist's office. Can you tell the story? Yeah, in, in in many ways, sort of the impetus for this book was my own sort of journey, pilgrimage uh, through therapy and counseling, and uh, which was which was really a, a 
remarkable spiritual gift to me. Uh, and I think uh, one of the things I discovered in that journey with my counselor was how much I had to um, reckon with my past. So there, there's a sense in which a key um, uh, portal and pathway to spiritual maturity and emotional health for me was kind of confronting um, you know, this this wound that I carried of the absence of a father in my life, traumas uh, related to his uh, departure and, um, uh, um, yeah, sad, the sadness around that. And, un and not until I reckoned with that past could I really be released to be the kind of human father husband son uh that that i was uh called to be so it was really um it was a harrowing experience at the time but uh in some ways uh it was that experience that gave birth to this book yeah so in the book you talk about this tyranny you say the tyranny of the urgent right um is our urgency specific to us at our time, or does this include all mankind in all time? No, I I do think that there's, as you said in, in the beginning, I do think that attending to time and attending to uh, how we inhabit time means taking seriously the fact that time is not flat and and humans experience the world differently in different moments, different uh, epochs of history. Uh, of course, there is, as the teacher in Ecclesiastes tells us, nothing new under the sun. So there's something perennial about the human condition. But I do also think that uh, the configuration of history makes a difference. And I think um, the speed of modern life, I think the chatter and distraction of modern life, I think the, the warp of a news cycle is not something that our 15th century or fourth century forebears could have understood. It's, it's, it's an utterly new way of being in the world. That doesn't make it necessary. Um, I, I don't want to say that, you know, the world's getting worse. It just means it's a different experience of time that requires Christian discernment about how to respond to that reality. Right. And how difficult it seems, at least for me, to have enough energy to deal with weighty things because I find myself emotionally sapped by the protests in China, by the protests in Iran, by the war in Ukraine, um, by all of all of these things. That's part of my I hate to say that the Internet is part of my spiritual development. But it is because that's the time I'm living in. Sure. And so, you know, we we were just talking about uh, the World War II Battle of Stalingrad before you came on. <laughs> and wow. uh, Yeah, it was just one of those things. That <laughs> okay. we as but, one does. Yeah, as one does. Off. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's a paper that my daughter was writing over the Thanksgiving holidays. And so it gave birth to a lot of conversation in our family. <laughs> but one of the things we were talking about is how little the people of Russia in the West and the East knew about each other in 1943. And how different things are now, where I know things about the people in the eastern part of Russia now, let alone the people in the – it's just – it's a whole different situation I think we're in. Can you talk about that? Yeah, and I, I think um, part of what you're describing too is we, we have this speed of awareness 
of so much that's happening both globally and locally. And so, it, and it is, it is incessantly available to us so that we can doom scroll as whenever, you know, we have a moment. Yeah. But the irony is that the speed of all of that information actually undercuts our capacity to be still and to actually reckon with the times in which we find ourselves. Instead, what happens is we're just incessantly uh, um, distracted and overwhelmed by the nonstop incoming of information, but we we find it harder and harder to kind of retreat into a place of contemplation where we can actually ask ourselves, when am I? What is the now? What is the history that got us here? Um, and what is what is the spirit asking of us in this moment? Sometimes, sometimes it is precisely all of our information that short circuits our formation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then your wound, like Kathy's wound or my wound or any of our listeners' wounds, we all, we all walk around with that. This intimate thing, and then we see China or Ukraine or Black Lives Matter or whatnot, Right. I mean, we're busy doing this internally at the same time, aware of the world stage. There somehow is the gulf between those two. And one takes precedence at some times. But that overriding angst also drives how we see the precedence of the world. Yeah, I I um, I often think that the rhythm of a healthy Christian life is this kind of centripetal, centrifugal cycle and dynamic. And what, what I mean by that is, right, I hope I'm getting these, my high school math is eluding me a little, but <laughs> right, to, the, when something spins centripetally, it spins inward yeah. into the center. And when it spins centrifugally, it's sent outward and scattered. I think um, the a mature, responsive, Christian life is one where we regularly engage in cycles of centripetal introspection, reflection, retreat, mm. um, uh, a, a kind of stilling in an, an interior life where we are listening to God and attending to what the spirit is whispering to us. But that's, it's not an escape. It's not a, um, an evasion of the world or our neighbors and its needs, we we centripetally center ourselves in God and God's story so that we can then be newly equipped mm -hmm. and attuned to be centrifically sent and scattered to now answer God's call for the sake of loving our neighbors, attending to the world, meeting the world's wounds, needs, and, and hurts. Um, and, and you have to keep coming back and forth into those spaces. It's not like a one and done. It's it's a rhythm. It's an ongoing part of the rhythm of, that is the Christian life. Yeah. So then is there a, a distinction between those who are not believers as opposed to those who are that we go back to the cross or back beyond the cross the story. and other people are just on Twitter for this moment, this time, and that's enough? Well, except I think there's an awful lot of Christians who are also 
<laughs> you know, for whom their their scrolling is their center. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah, by sure. what they might say. So I, I think I think we just have to be very honest about that. I don't think um uh and, and there can actually be um, you know, uh non-Christians who have cultivated better resistance mm -hmm. to the tyranny of the urgent, and we would do well to listen. <laughs> I mean, one of the things I'm trying to do in How to Inhabit Time is in some ways, uh, I'm, I'm inviting us to kind of toggle back and forth between the realities of these dynamics of time and history for our personal lives and the realities of time and history in the future for our collective and communal lives. Mm. So th there's, and, and for me, there's kind of three beats to what I describe as this, this practice of spiritual timekeeping. It is a reckoning with our history. It's a, it's, um, we take stock of our past. We, we grapple with where we have come from, which means, um, that reckoning is both positive and difficult, right? So on the one hand, it's facing our blind spots. It's looking at, you know, traumas and wounds. It's looking for hurts, uh, but it's also gratefully turning back to the gifts that have been handed down to us by generations before us, by what we've undergone. Um, so that that turn to the past is this reckoning that can also be grateful. But the whole point of that is to then discern in the now how we live into the future that God has called us towards. So that we don't want to get like sort of sucked into nostalgia and just fixated on our past. The whole point of reckoning with our past is to release us into a new future. And and um, I, I think that that's true on a personal spiritual level, like my walk with God, I have to do this work. But I also think the church collectively needs to do this kind of work. And I do think there is still a sense in which whatever this American experiment is that we call the United States, I think nationally, we have to do something like this kind of work mm -hmm. if we are going to be healthy or at least cohere as a whole. Uh, and, th and that's why I think um, the other impetus uh, for my writing this book was that spiritual journey of reckoning, but also kind of our collective reckoning mm -hmm. after the murder of George Floyd and our sort of confronting again the realities of systemic racism and other sorts of inheritances that we maybe have turned a blind eye towards. Yeah, or that we're not able to either we're not able to face or we don't feel like it's ours to face to own. Right. Yes. And I, I think I think that's because um, I do think a lot of Christians in the United States, I'll, I'll just speak for the United States where we are. Um, <laughs> you being a we, new, we, you being yeah, a new right. immigrant. Sure. But it, it seems to me that 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 many Christians imagine that we sort of float above time rather than recognizing that we are products of history. And I, I think that's something that's baked into the American experiment a little bit. I think that our ingenuity and our willpower leads us to imagine that we can just sort of like invent ourselves anew. But the fact is to be a creature, to be the kinds of creatures that God made us to be means that we are always heirs and inheritors of 
histories that have been handed down to us. We could only be who we are because we are indebted to a past, but that also means that to be a creature is to have a kind of investment, involvement, and even complicity in things where I might not have been alive. Do you know I mean I'm I am the heir of systems and structures that are handed down and make things possible for me? The fact that I wasn't there when they were invented doesn't mean that I'm not benefiting from them or that I'm not, um, you know, I don't have blind spots because of them. And so I think it's precisely leaning into our creaturehood, taking seriously what it means to be finite beings who God made to inhabit history, I think it, it requires that sort of reckoning. Mm. Jamie Smith is with us, also known as James K.A. Smith. The new book is called How to Inhabit Time, Understanding the Past, Facing the Future, Living Faithfully Now. Um, we're having a conversation on Zoom right now with Jamie. You can uh, watch it now on the word Pittsburgh um, or watch it later on the word Pittsburgh. Um, Jamie, Part of, uh, you know, I mentioned that it's hard for me to ad admit or like acknowledge the fact that the Internet is a part of my spiritual development. But because I'm living now, it really is. Um, yes. And yes. and yet, you know, I've started thinking about how the stories of my grandparents or my great grandparents in particular are, have formed an idea of who I am. You know, I've talked on the air before about my, my great-grandmother, who was a Polish immigrant, came to the city of Pittsburgh with her husband and five children, uh, didn't speak any English at all, and within six months, her husband took off. Here she is with all of her kids. She's has no, I, I can't imagine what her situation mm. was, right? Mm. Anyway, she ended up um, opening a bar during Prohibition and making moonshine, <laughs> which supported her and all of her children. Amazing. Yeah. And, and by benefited the, your father and, and you. And, and by the time those children got to the age of marriage, she bought them all a house, each one of them a house. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So she went from nothing to being a mover and shaker. And I'm not saying that was done by legal means. I don't know. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Of course not. Right. But there's right. something about that story and the time that she inhabited that yeah. meant something to me and means something to me now. Um, and I think I don't even know her. But there, but anyway, there's something about her time well, and something about my time. Well, it's part of your legacy. Time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you, in a sense, that that created possibilities for your father, for your family, which you are still standing on the shoulders of. And so I, I think it's a it's a powerful picture of the way these like what might seem like kind of very contingent decisions that get made actually kind of snowball into generational effects. And those can be both positive things and then you can also imagine the generational effects of a bunch of bad decisions yeah. right that end up hamstringing people's possibilities and opportunities i i think um i just think god is very very attuned and attentive to this kind of um tenuousness of being creatures who inhabit history and time and i think grace reaches into these mm -hmm. these moments and uh, um, doesn't erase them, but instead God kind of picks them up and renews them and redeems them so that we can be the creatures he's made us to be. Right. 
and the awareness of that? I mean, obviously you're aware. Kath's telling her story aware. But many people have no aware, awareness of this, nor do they care about it. Does that minimize them somehow? It needs to be cultivated, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you have to sort you have to start creating practices of that kind of awareness, and so that you start thinking about where did I come from? What have I inherited? What has been handed down to me? What should I be grateful for? What should I ask forgiveness for? How am I going to pick up these inheritances in now my generation? And what does it look like for me to live faithfully forward, knowing that this is the shalom that God desires for his creation? How is my life and my generation going to get caught up in what the spirit is doing now? Um, I think it's I think it's um, the, the Latin American theologian Gustavo Gutierrez said to hope in Christ is to believe in the adventure of history. To hope in Christ is to believe in the adventure of history. I, I think this is really about the spiritual adventure of time with God. Very good. Jamie, always a pleasure. Jane, good to see you. Great to chat with you. Yeah. Thanks Thank so you. much. We'll have you back after Here. we actually read the book. How about mm. that? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Thank How you. to inhabit time, understanding the past, facing the future, living faithfully now. James K.A. Smith. Nothing in this world beats real life experience. Now, of course, a lot of us have sent our kids to college. There's a lot of classroom work and theory and whatnot, but then hopefully there's a day where the rubber hits the road Mm -hmm. and your kid goes out and spreads wings and becomes part of the real life environment of what it is to earn a living. And prior to that, the internship is what gets you ready, right? That's the time when you're like kind of in the work world, but not fully in the work world, right? And you're kind of trying to test your wings and ask the questions and get some guidance and maybe perform well enough that you could get somebody's attention later on and maybe get a job. Right. Now at Grove City College, the opportunity for internships exists mm-hmm. and people cement themselves inside of a, a corporation. And once you graduate, then, I mean, the possibilities are endless. On campus, people come to Grove City and go, we know the nature, the quality mm-hmm. of these students. This is an A+. We're invested in these students because we see what you produce. Count us in as corporate partners. So if that sounds interesting to you or something that might be appealing and a great thing for your child to strive for, consider Grove City College. Look them up online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cars would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like... uh. One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Listen on your smart speaker at WordFM.com, the WordFM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. 
Hi, I'm Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA. I'm excited to tell you about Saving America Radio and Freedom Square, which exists to create biblical citizens inspired for local change. This year, Freedom Square will be branching out to even more churches across America. But we're encouraging Christians across the nation to help us win the culture war and get one step closer to saving America. Be listening to our new program, Saving America, right here. Catch Saving America with Charlie Kirk weekday mornings at 1130 on 101.5 WORD. We'll see areas of low clouds tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 36. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. Expect a high tomorrow of 54. Wednesday will be windy with periods of rain and a thunderstorm. Expect travel delays and isolated power outages. And be sure to secure loose objects. We'll reach a high of 55, but temperatures will fall into the lower 40s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Makes sense. Does what make sense? <laughs> Taking the steps. Taking the steps. You get to work. You walk in the door, stand in at the elevator, and you think, you know what? Based on the amount of pumpkin pie I had, the sweet potatoes, the mashed, and the gravy, I should take the steps. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. But I'm not doing it. Okay. Does, did you take the steps today? Uh, I didn't take the steps today. Did you contemplate it? Yes. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And what stopped you? Because of all the stuff I'm carrying. Mm-hmm. I have my laptop. I have my bag. I have this heavy thing. And yep. I think, I ha- I can't. I don't want to lug that right. up six flights. Here's my fear. I'll, I'll get three flights up, and then I'll have to call someone to come get me. <laughs> Right? No, it's not going to help be. me. I'm, I'm, st- I'm in the well, stairwell. The only, the only way to do it is to do it. You're never going to get better. What if you on blow your knee out? You're going to blow your knee out. You how, might. How fragile are your knees if I'm you're going to blow saying, them out walking up the what steps? What if you trip and fall up the steps okay. and get hurt? Okay. Things, things can happen in the stairwell, and then they find you like in February, and you're like a mummy. <laughs> I feel like that's taking it a little far. I'm just saying it could happen. It's not so it does make sense, but my fear says it doesn't make a lot of okay. sense. Okay, I feel like I need to start taking the steps. Right. I feel like it does make sense. I'm the one that doesn't make sense. So tomorrow, taking the steps. Text me before you start. <laughs> so that you can rescue me if exactly. things go downhill. I want to be there for you. Everybody right. seen Kathy? <laughs> exactly. All right. All right, does this make sense? The home outdoor plastic nativity set. With the light on it? You know what I'm saying. When you see those, do you, I, do you, does it make sense to you? I like remembering Jesus. I appreciate that. The kitsch of it seems to push me in the other direction. And? So? It makes sense. It makes sense to me, too. <laughs> yeah. We have a new neighbor in the neighborhood. They have a beautiful one. And I never considered one. And I was like... Look at those. Now, it's not inflatable, is it? No, it's actually, it's, um, I don't believe it's plastic, but it's it's kind of like a, a, a silhouette light one. It's an engineered material. It's very nice. Okay. Because I feel, you know, I'm against inflatables. <laughs> I've never seen, I've never you know, seen an inflatable nativity. Well, there's a lot Have of you? things, there's a lot of things you haven't seen that exist, John. So I just want to get that out in the open. But otherwise, 
I'm going to say, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, I think it can be very beautiful. Yeah. And I think taking the steps should be instituted. Fine, just give me a heads up. 101.5 WORD. Where you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. My grandma is one of my heroes. And one thing we did together was Bob Barker and The Price is Right. Grandma knew the cost of everything. But here's how I think she would do today. Grandma, name the price of these hot dogs and win a brand new car. Uh, those are definitely two forty nine. Ah, oh, so sorry. These hot dogs are now four monthly payments of nineteen ninety nine. Too bad. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And the cost of everything is crazy. And the holidays only make things harder. But there still is one big positive. And that's the skyrocketing home values of the last few years. For many, today is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to cash out some of the new money their home earned to help with the crazy. And the strategy is take advantage of the cash out today and refinance tomorrow when rates settle back down. They've already dropped an ounce as of late. If you're curious about your options, we are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true. The typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees, and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited-time offer. You have to sign up before December 31st. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Do you have a passion for helping others? Turn it into a rewarding career at LifeSteps. LifeSteps is hiring caring people to make a difference in the lives of individuals with disabilities. Full-time and part-time positions available with opportunities close to home. No degree or experience necessary. LifeSteps offers flexible schedules, paid training, and generous benefits. Make a difference today. Call 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. 101.5 When I was younger, I loved nothing more than staying up until 3, 4, 5 in the morning. I loved it so much. Yep. I considered it, you know, sort of like the bonus of an actor's life. You're sure. on a show. The show starts at 8. It finishes at 10. Right. You may go out and socialize until sure. whatever. Now, man, when it's 10 o'clock, I'm like, oh, I'm close. I- 10.30 is a good bedtime for me. I can't believe that. And there are many times I wake up to go to John at 3 or 4, and I run into one of my kids. Right. And they're like all bright yeah, out and bushy too. exactly. <laughs> That's just time, right? Well, I see something here from Study Funds. Is that funds. just time? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so so you used to be a, you would call oh, yourself a night person. A hundred and ten percent. Really? Lived for it. Loved it so much. Okay. Never felt the pull of sleep on my body until I became a certain age. <laughs> oh, the certain age. I, I, oh, I make no apologies for it, and that's what it is. All right, and good. Okay, so I see a study find says that morning people are smarter. Oh, get out of here. Early risers have higher verbal intelligence debunking previous studies because the narrative of, you know, highly intelligent people are often portrayed as night owls. The dedicated novelist writing sure. until daybreak, for example. Prior studies have sort of said, oh, yeah, this is true. Now there's a new study that involved several hundred people. The study used volunteers representing a wide variety of age groups. All subjects were rig- rigorously screened to rule out <laughs> sleep disorders <laughs> or sloth. <laughs> sure. And any other possible confounding factors, right? Subjects were a monitoring device to measure their activity levels and actual bedtimes as important factors. Our brain, they say in the study, craves regularity. And for us to be optimal in our own rhythms is to stick to that schedule and not be consistently trying to catch up. But they find that those who are more regular and earlier by a margin of more than three to one are the early risers. I think that's bunk. No, it probably isn't. Scientific studies say so. John, listen, I hate morning. I don't mind mornings at all. I hate it. Really? I, really, I mean, I, I wake really up and I've like always morning. been that way. I just kind of wake up. I, I get it. So, some people are like, like my poor mom. Well, she had seven kids. Yeah. You know, she'd sit there. It took her a long, long time. Does it take you to wake up? Does it take yes. you a long time to wake up? Does yes, it? Yes, and I have a hum- up. Oh, never. Boom. And I have a hard time when people are talking to me. In the morning? <laughs> really? I really have a hard time get up. with that. No, I do not want to talk no to kidding. anybody. No. How'd no, that work no, in your marriage? No, not well. Early days? Well, actually, it's fine because my husband gets up at 4.15. Yeah. Okay. But wait a second. When and you were newlyweds, right, you were getting up. He was always, he's always he's been an early, he's a teacher. So oh, right. teachers have to be out the door. That's just what it is. Uh so, you know, I've I've had jobs. The earliest I ever had to be at work was 8.30. Um, so in all the jobs I've had. Mm-hmm. And that was very, very traumatic for mm-hmm. me. I just, I'm terrible in the morning. But if you contact me at 11 p.m., I am going strong. And I know that about you. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of work for the show late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of brainstorming late at night. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just how yeah. I am. So my... Eric, my husband, Eric, says that we live in two different time zones. <laughs> you do, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love, again, I love nothing more than being up late. It feels like the rest of the world yes. is sleeping. Yes. And there you are with the light on. You're kind of nestled into your right. own little Or maybe no place. light on, and maybe it's just... Even the, better. Yeah. I very much like that. The other thing I'm very bad about is I hate going to bed. I hate going to bed. It feels like I'm giving up on the day. Really? Like a surrender would, to yes, it Yes. I hate to, I hate that. I like to stay up. I like to try to eke out a couple more things. Mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. read another chapter. I'm going to watch another show. I'm going to cook another thing. Well, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but yeah. I imagine at some point in your future, you will surrender to early bedtime. I just Why think you will. Why are you always bringing me bad news? I'm just saying. Gare, what about you? Uh, your bedtime... Okay, you and I are similar age. Okay, first of all, for 25 years, yep. 
Oh, you were the morning guy. I got my alarm went off at 3.30 a.m. Oh, my gosh. God bless you. For how many years? About 25. 3.30 a.m. So you went to bed at what time? Well, I slept in two shifts. I could never, uh, I couldn't go to bed at 7.30 at night. Right, right. Especially if Miss the whole kids. world. Sure. So, you know, I'd sleep uh, three or four hours a night and then take a power nap in the afternoon. You had to be dead, dragging yourself around. It was pretty horrible. Bad for your mental now and physical Now I, health. you know, go to... Uh, I go to sleep. I'd say around eleven ish, and get up, and you know, get up anywhere from six to six thirty. Six thirty. Do you go to bed, or do you fall asleep down? I go to bed with a, usually uh, an iPad or a laptop, or both, <laughs> and watch YouTube videos in of, bed. Yeah, in bed. Okay. It's supposed to be bad for your sleep. Do you yeah, find, do you I'm find sure that's bad for your sleep? I don't know. Okay. I don't. I should do that. That what? would be. I, I sleep in bed with a, an yeah, iPad. After I, a while, watching a movie or something will make me get sleepy. I yeah. fall asleep downstairs. Oh, that's that's the so worst. My wife. Yeah. The worst. Why is that the worst? On the couch, and then I you like wake that. up at like three hours later, yeah. like all drooly and sweaty. I, I speak <laughs> for yourself. I feel like I'm fine. Oh man, I would hate that. No, I'm telling you, the, the delight of my life now. Ten thirty, I'm in bed. Sometimes I got my phone. Generally, I know I'm ready to go when I got one eye closed. One eye closes, I'm kind of like, okay, shut it down. That's sad. <laughs> That's really sad. Just how life is. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the uh, yeah, exactly. Excuse me. The Pens have a brand new practice facility we're going to talk about in the uh, Highland Park area. Mm. Also, the winter blues can last five months. Five, five months. long months. But there are treatments, and we're going to talk about them coming up next. My pillow's excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. Hey, it's John Hall. Last Christmas, you made My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve the stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code WORD. That's only $49.98 a pair. You'll absolutely love My Slippers, and now they're also extending their 60 day money back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954 now. Again, use promo code WORD to save $90 on the original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell. I'm an author, a registered nurse, and a mom and wife to some of the pickiest eaters on the planet. People say that eating healthy is bland and boring, but I'm here to show you a better way with wholesome, simple recipes. Watch Dashing Dish on Cornerstone Television, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eat better, feel great with Dashing Dish. Find us on Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Comcast Xfinity Channel 805. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Want to save 50% on 
on new blinds? Blindster offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped to you at prices less than big box retailers. And right now, save 50% off any order during Blindster's Cyber Monday sale. Hurry, sale ends December 1st. Blindster.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. You've heard of seasonal affective disorder. Sad. Right. Mm -hmm. So seasonal affective disorder was written about, has been written about in a kajillion places. Does it affect you? No. At least I haven't noticed that it does. Yeah. But I have friends who are dramatically mm -hmm. affected yeah. by Me it, too. Yeah, dramatically yeah. affected by it. There was an article that brought this to mind by Linda Searing in the Washington Post, and she talked about SAD. She said it, she defines it as a type of depression that recurs each year for about four or five months, most often beginning when the days get shorter in the fall and ending when longer hours of daylight return in the spring and summer, sometimes called the winter blues. Apparently, it affects about 5% of the U.S. population, more often women than men. Um, in some regions, however, the tally is a lot higher. I would imagine if you live in the northernmost regions of Maine or you would be uh, up north mm. in Washington state, perhaps portions of Michigan, uh, you just don't have as much sunlight overall. If you're yeah. living in Alaska or you're living in portions of the uh, of, you know, um, Sweden, Norway, Green I'm sure those people have an Long, entirely different situation. Winters. But we're just talking about Pittsburgh here. Um, so your levels of serotonin tend to fall with reduced levels of sunlight um, and increasing levels of melatonin, which affects the body's internal clock and can lead to sleepiness. So I have friends who feel depressed and I have friends who just feel like they can't wake up. Right. They yeah. just cannot overwhelmed by it all. Right. Yeah. A friend of ours gave us one of those. He's he's, you know, those those lights, you know, that sort of imitate sunlight. Yes. Yeah. Those? That's what I was going to talk about. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. A light box. Yeah. A friend of ours gave us a light box. I've never used it. Has anyone in your house used it? No. OK. Mm -mm. So um, that's a type of therapy. Sit in front of the light Right, box. is you sit in front of it. But you have to do it, as I understand it, about 45 minutes a day. It's not like if you sit in front of it for five. It's you're gonna, worth it, though, right? You're going to like get a recharge. If you're like all turned upside down and depressed, I mean, 45 minutes inside of that, in front of that, yeah, why not? Yeah. Also, um, there's something called talk therapy, which can help with that. I don't know what Four talk therapy is. Um, people go on antidepressants if that's something that works for you. But I'm just curious about how how effective people feel the light boxes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a friend who is kind of uses it as a ritual. Like she will sit in front of the light box for like from, I don't know, 6 a.m. to 6.45 a.m. Just kind of soak it in. And now they're smaller, right? They're kind of portable. The one I have, seriously, it's like, it's like the size of a TV set. Oh, right. It's so big. 
Yeah. So why are you keeping it if you'd never I used don't know. it? Okay. <laughs> you want this, and I'm like, I, I, maybe I'll, uh, it's sitting in the basement. You okay. know, it's on wheels on like a a pla- <laughs> on a platform. That's you know, useless. I, you know, I think sometimes I want to go back to the stage. I might plug it in and kind of go, hey, you want to hear a monologue? <laughs> Right. Okay. So we'll be giving that to Amvets over the next couple of days. I don't think you can give that away. I mean, it's like a piece of like electrical. I don't know. I have to make an appointment to get rid of my refrigerator and my extra large light box. Right. Well, because I'm sad. I'll be honest with you. There are much more portable options that are available. Exactly. I'm just curious. Now I know. Do you know people for whom that works? I I do. Yes. Who who swears by it? Right. I'd be horrible to be. Look at this. I mean, you know me. I mean, I, I go on and on and on about it, but I'm not generally psychologically affected right. by when it. Right. When John says, look at this, he's pointing outside to the darkness. Oh, my gosh. Right. I it's mean, horrible. It is shy. It is horrible. When, when either when you get to work and it's dark or you're leaving work when it's dark or both, for those of you that are working long hours. Right. You've done that. People. It's, have, it's really difficult. The whole day in yep. darkness. Yeah. It's really, That really would hard. make you very, very sad. I could uh, yeah. I get that 100%. Yeah. All right. So anyway, all right, that's good news um, that there are treatments available. Oh, so, so talk about the Penn's new practice facility. Okay, now th- this is just a field trip. Okay, so Monday morning, the Penns, the entire uh, team, Pittsburgh Penguins, they put on their gear at PPG Paints, and then they got on a couple of buses and they drove to Hunt Armory in Shadyside for a practice at the rink there. It is the only community ice rink open to the public within Pittsburgh city limits. The only ice rink open to the com- the only community ice rink. Okay, so we were downtown. What about Shanley Park. Yeah, what about that? Okay. Uh, the buses arrived at Hunt Armory. About a hundred spectators were waiting to watch the Pens practice. Players walked inside in their tennis shoes, laced up their skates, except for the two goalies. They had their skates on already and hitched a ride inside the old building on a couple of equipment carts. The spectators cheered. Uh, this is something they said we had planned. It's a great opportunity to give back to the community. The Pens have been instrumental in the building of this rink. Now, that Hunt Armory, that's been around since the 1920s. And so um, that's been taken over uh, by a private consortium of which the Penguins, Penguins were part of. Their second year of um, hockey and diversity programming at Hunt Armory. Last year, the Pens worked with the city and the Urban Redevelopment Authority to build a seasonal rink inside the armory. They say it's the first public rink built in Pittsburgh in more than two decades. So we were downtown on Saturday night. That's a beautiful rink down there. Isn't it? You mean down at PPG? Yep. Uh, the building itself is a really neat setting. I mean, if you've ever been close to the Hunt Armory, it's a little rounded roof. There are these steel support beams. A uh, little natural light p- comes in through the windows. It, it's really unique. And um, so they're going to maybe drive. The pens are hoping that they open it up to the neighborhood in the inner city. Now, to say that that's the only one, you're right. Shenley Park is yeah. in Shenley Park. And that's still open. We know that. Our kids used to go there all the time. I wonder if it's not open this year for some reason. I don't know. Or maybe they're just that they're incorrect in the article. So the the, the pens are saying in the inner city, in Shady Side, right, East Liberty, Highland Park, all all that surrounding area, open that up to kids who never would put on a pair of skates mm-hmm. because it's so easy to get to. I mean, Chenley Park is kind of a destination you have to get to, right? Right. So uh, Hunt Armory and the pens, I would have loved to have seen that practice session there, wouldn't you? Oh my gosh! Be a blast. Seeing a Penn's practice is super fun. Oh, my gosh. You feel like you're looking behind the curtain. Yeah. You have like a secret view. You know, when uh, when media 
attend uh, practice, either with the Steelers or the Pens. They're not allowed to give details about it. They're allowed to go and absorb their own information. But, but the media can't chime in and say, he's looking happens. good, he's not yeah, looking yeah. good, or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the way it is. Right. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh concerts that are happening this week. Um, I saw that Harry Connick Jr. was going to be in town. Yeah, Harry Connick Jr. is in town. <laughs> yeah. <I'll... laughs> As far as East is from the West, Harry Connick Jr. and the Beach Boys. Right, sure. Right? Appearing together. Oh, what? No, I'm kidding. No. They're not. Have you seen Harry Connick Jr.? I have seen Harry at least five times. What? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. You learn something every day. Oh, yeah. I've seen really? Harry a lot. Harry is really a terrific performer. Oh, I bet he is. I mean, it is such a great show. Is this one at the, at Heinz Hall? Do you know? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know where it is. Okay. Um, I know it's coming up this week. And I would love to see it. I have a busy week, so I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. I thought about getting tickets, but and I was sad to miss it. The Beach Boys, I have no interest in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Beach Boys have got to be 80, don't you think? I Yes. Brian and, Wilson and, and uh, all the in, Mike Smith. And, and all the infighting and all of that. Like, yeah. that's just, I mean, I'm. I, it's not that I don't, I think they were horrible. It was a, a good band, but I, this yeah. is not something I'm dying no, to no, see. The Beatles were sort of, you know, the Pet Sounds album, considered one of the greatest albums of all time. Okay. Of course, you have neither, you have no skin in the game with the Beach Boys or the Beatles, which no. is crazy. I know, me. I'm I mean, sorry. I mean, seriously. I'd much rather see Harry. Yeah, I'm okay. look sorry, that up. sorry, details, we don't, we're kind of thin on the yeah. Harry Connick yeah, show. Yeah, that's all right. I'll look it up and have it for you tomorrow. All right. Anyway, if you'd like to watch the show, uh, you can do that on YouTube at Where The you Word Pittsburgh. You can go back and watch it, or if you'd like to listen to it, find your favorite podcast platform and look for The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Have a terrific evening. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. Recent market volatility has led some to claim that markets themselves are inherently unstable, but the data do not back them up.